scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Alan Hickey. Welcome back. It's 28 minutes away from two. Now, in this era of uh, modern technology and online connectivity, we'd be forgiven that thinking uh, that has spelled an absolute end to the real publications uh, that uh, we used to enjoy. Magazines, that is, printed on real paper. Remember them? <laughs> that you could read on the train or in the cafe. Well, that's not the case. They haven't uh, been... Uh, they haven't died at all. We have three guests in the studio to tell us why. Very good afternoon to uh, Joshua Fanning, who's publisher of a local magazine called City Mag. You've probably seen Hi, Josh. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Uh, uh, Farron Foster is from City Standard. That's a community uh, journalism platform. Hello there. Hi. Thanks, thanks for coming for in. Me. And also Charlotte Chambers is the founder of uh, print and online magazine called Kiddo, which is very colourful indeed. I've got a copy here. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for all coming in. All three of these publications, uh, you've probably heard of them, they're part of the next generation of uh, the, uh, the media in Adelaide. Let's begin with the oldest of the three, uh, that's City Mag. Yeah, launched very old in, at five years. Yeah, launched in 2013. <laughs> so, yeah, well, in this day and age, that's probably a reasonable, uh, uh, you know, a, a time span. Yeah, I was just thinking about um, how much has changed really in the last two years. It's been sort of an exponential um, shift in, in digital and connectivity and, and users and their expectations about what they're going to get from their media. They want mm. it to be two-way. Yeah, that's that's right. And uh, to be able to crash into that area and actually make a go of it is quite an achievement for all three of you sitting here today. Now, particularly uh, with CityMag, uh, it's just been bought, hasn't it, by uh, SA Life? Oh, no, it's um, no, a company acquired SA Life. And oh, it's the other way around. At the same time. Oh, yeah, Solstice Daily. Media. Yeah, yeah Solstice, Solstice Media, Media in Daily uh, has purchased it. Yeah. That's a good sign. It is. It was, um, it was a great opportunity that sort of came along. We'd been working in the digital sphere for a long time. They're much more advanced in the digital realm um, and so that relationship just really blossomed over time mm. and it made sense to move forward together. Well, let's, let's wind back a little bit, wind the calendar back. Uh, why in 2013 in this new era of electronic media, did you decide to launch a magazine? What were you, what were you thinking, Josh? <laughs> it's a very, very good question but I think the way that um, print can affect people still hasn't really changed. I think the real difficulty for us is, you know, distribution and making mm. sure we're in relevant places. I think um, it's much easier, you know, Kiddo Magazine is free as well, so we can really go and follow the habits of our readers. Now, we've learnt through trial and error that you want to be in cafes and not bars. Bars mm. are good for coasters, but mm. <laughs> in, a, in a cafe... Not much reading goes on in the bars. No. soggy newspapers yeah. in bars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, through that experience, and I've also been in media for 10 years so it was sort of my third print publication and I think we rolled a lot of our learnings one was international and so we brought the best of the best and, and put it all into into city mag so despite the rumors there is there is still a theory about the tactile magazine yeah. that you can actually hold in your hand and fold up and put under your arm absolutely and it's more than a theory um, Google and Galaxy did a poll uh, in 2016 on millennials and did some research now this is Google and they said millennials prefer to hold print in their hands they weren't just talking about magazines they were talking about direct mail marketing and everything I think when an envelope comes through the mail addressed to you yeah. you know yeah. opening that up is is something special as well so 
it is you can't just throw everything out um as new things evolve you just need to concentrate on the quality and and telling stories that matter Hmm. it's interesting too isn't it and this applies to all three of you you know the the messenger for example doesn't always get delivered these days you know you have to purchase it Uh, it's this is something that uh, you actually, on a monthly basis or a weekly basis, actually going looking for, mm. a, ma- a magazine like yours. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, as Josh said, it's about having it available uh, within the kind of the habits of mm. your of your readership. And um, I think having, you know, even like the messenger, you know, and I still get it delivered. I'm in the eastern suburbs. I right. get it delivered. And I still pick it up and I read it. And I, you know, I might have a flick through. Sometimes there might be something that catches my eye a little bit more, um, you know, than other times. But I think having... You, you kind of have to just make sure that the your distribution is relevant to your market. Mm. I mean, mm. I have probably a very different distribution model mm. to what City Mag does, especially being in the family market. But there is some crossover there as well. Um, you know, the tangibility of print, I think, is incredibly relevant. And I think it's appreciated more now and moving forward in this day and age than maybe what it was two or three years ago. You know, I've been in media for many years yes. and yep. I've seen you know we started in a print publication called Rip It Up Publishing with Margie Budick um, and that was a weekly mm-hmm. um, music publication you might remember I do. Yep. Um, <laughs> and there was no internet really when we started you know we just launched a very basic um, uh, website but you know the information wasn't there and then through crazy things like MySpace and Facebook <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the relevance of print did get lost a little bit in that period. And I think there's definitely a trend back um, to to print. I mean, the internet is an incredibly busy place, mm-hmm. you know, and taking time out to pick up a print publication and have that headspace of just five minutes of just concentrating on that one physical you know emotional thing with print is is incredibly valuable um and it is a bit of downtime you know and um i think it's just about keeping making sure that that content is high quality and local and relevant and relevant (laughs) and you know and niche to whatever demographic you're in um and the feedback so we only launched in october last year and the feedback that we're getting from um, not just our readers who are Adelaide families, but also from, you know, people in the market, you know, support from City Mag as well for what we're doing, which has been amazing. Um, but, you know, also from the, the the agencies and our advertisers is they love having a print publication because, again, you know, the internet is a very busy place. Mm, mm. And now the, the Kiddo magazine, I've got it here. Um, it's, a, it's a delightful piece. Obviously, a very, very uh, specific uh, target yeah. for you, which is uh, you know uh, parents and and and, and kids and yeah. families. It's free. It is what with all of your experience in the in the media. Yeah. Why, like Josh, did you actually <laughs> decide to go <laughs> down this path? Yeah. And I, produce a free magazine. I, did, I never even. I never crossed my mind to not do a print publication. Um, it was always my business model was to produce something that was tangible and free. Um, you know, prints had a lot of bad, um, you know, a bad rap over many years of big glossies going down and merging. And, you know, I think that's where um, Adelaide is incredibly 
rich in mm. free print media. And I think we kind of probably have more per capita than any oh, other yeah. state. Mm. Or, there was you know, a while there. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of free, you know, free out there. And I think, um, you know, for me, I just... I, I mean, the online side of my business is is just... It's probably more time-consuming than the print because it's constant, you know. Mm. But mm. for me, having being able to offer our readers that print publication um, that is free, I think, has been a really valuable part of our business. Now, is part of the success of the business model uh, reliant around the online factor having to relate directly back to the print uh, factor and vice versa? They have to relate? Absolutely, they have to. And then there's another piece of the the business model which is just as time-consuming as important, which is the social media. So, you know, to be able to, you know, I mean... Back in the day when I just worked on Rip It Up, it was just that that magazine. That's all you had to worry about. Mm. Yeah, that's all we had to Mm. worry about. And then it was the digital and and now it's the social media. You You can't not... You have to be successful at all three to have a really good business model. And then there's a fourth, which is kind of in there as well, which is, you know... Events as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're just creating more and more work for each other. It's um, yeah. a nice know, little growth industry. That's what we like it to is. see. And who yeah. knows what else we're going to be adding on to our plates? You know, <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, watch this space. That's yeah, for sure. Now, Farron, come to you. City Standard. Now, it's a different model, isn't it, uh, for the media? This is um, young journalism driven. Tell, tell us about it. Yeah, it's actually. Um, I mean, City Standard is online, so it's uh, it's it's not in the print realm that we've been talking about. But uh, it's it's uh, online thing that seeks to give you an experience that is outside of that busyness right. that Charlotte's yeah. been talking about. So it's local stories, but told in a really world class way, and they tend to be longer, more investigative pieces, even short films, things like that. Uh, but the thing that's really different about it, apart from the fact that you can relax and kind of lean into the story uh, while you're on there, is also that uh, it's funded by a community of subscribers. So rather than the free advertising-driven model that mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte and Josh are working with, and I've worked with City Mag for the last five years as well, so I'm very familiar with the, <laughs> the grind of making sure you are constantly getting readers through and constantly yep. keeping advertisers in. Uh, what we do at City Standard is much more about working with our small community of people, all of us put money in, then we all decide together what stories we want to tell next, and then we put the money that we've all contributed towards telling those Thank stories. And when you say all of you put the money in, mm-hmm. who are we talking about? We're talking about your subscribers. Yeah. So they actually get to have a say in Absolutely. what's actually you publish. Yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of an innovation in journalism that we're beginning to see around the world. There's a really successful version of it called De Correspondant, mm-hmm. which is out of which country, Josh? Amsterdam or uh, Holland is the country. definitely a Scandinavian country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they did the, uh, the most successful um, crowdfunding campaign ever done for journalism and, and raised somewhere in the order of 1.5 million euros to launch this site where mm. all the people who signed up got to have a say in, in what stories were made, but also how those stories were made, which means you really capitalise. So we're looking at a story. um, We've got three kind of that we're discussing at the moment Mm -hmm. with the community. One of those is about um, a 
diseases that people might have that are, are marginalised, not very well recognised mm-hmm. in the medical community and therefore getting treatments difficult. And we're just getting out of our small community of 250 people amazing experiences mm-hmm. that we can really incorporate into mm-hmm. that story that we would never have had access to if it was just our small oh. editorial team yeah. uh, working on that story. It allows you to drill down into the real stories and yeah. that's how people, well, that's what people connect to. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you, you begin to see the, the human side to a big story i think that's when you you can really learn something new and i think at its core that's probably what media should be about mm. uh look uh kerry has called from modbury uh and she's got a question hi kerry hello to everybody um my uh, question comes back to the presentation of your um uh papers uh, in that I've got several members of the family that have got Asperger's I've got other uh, connections that um, have problems um, with reading where the uh, like for example white print uh, on a yellow page or yellow mm. background mm. a white print on a grey background um, that with there being 132 different colours uh, available in the colour <clears throat> um, uh, spectre uh, that um, the dark colour swallows up what you're printing in white and there's no way you can read it. I don't have that particular um, uh, problem hmm. but I can emphasise with my family members that yeah, do. absolutely, and, Kerry. And hmm. it's just a waste of time even printing it if you're not going to have it. So it can be read and I'd like um, you know somebody to uh, work with the uh, people that um, uh, children that have dyslexia that's where the uh, the problem stems from um, that they could make some sort of um, basic rule that you just don't print uh, certain print on certain colours. Really good point, Kerry. Uh, it is an interesting point, isn't it? It's not something, you know, you th- sort of stop and think about, but no, uh, you guys in the publicity... It's definitely something that's been raised with us. Um, it was uh, someone with dyslexia who said that just even black and white text reversed out of the black uh, background was much harder to read. Mm. And Mm. we'd never thought about that, but that was a long time ago. And I think we definitely try and avoid those situations of legibility and making sure the contrast is high. Probably we're a bit guilty of printing uh, the the text sizes a little bit too small. So that's something we need to review for, um, Mm. you know, even people Mm. with eyesight issues and stuff. Mm. But Mm. it's very interesting and something... You have to think about. It's something I think that um, if we could begin teaching graphic designers about it in in their education at TAFE or at university, um, I think that would be really valuable. I worked for a little while with now former politician Kelly Vincent Mm. uh, and we went through a process building her website where we were attempting to make it accessible for all people's needs and um, it was very difficult (laughs) Um, just because the expertise in the web design team Mm. um, didn't exist Um, so I think that that, that it's a really 
good point that Carrie raises. It is, and and look, it's something uh, us in the media, we've always had to deal with, uh, having that understanding and marrying the practical uh, output with the the emotional and the creativity. Mm. That's the Mm -hmm. fine line, and that's, I guess, where you sort of, the the editor or the sub-editor steps in. But it's not always a a difficult one. Um, uh, Faye uh, is also on the line. We'll take your call in a moment, Faye. We're talking to uh, Joshua Fanning, uh, Farron Foster and uh, Charlotte Chambers about uh, some great um, publications that are uh, thriving in Adelaide at the moment. We'll be back after this. Finally, there's an agent in town that really rocks. McGain Real Estate. They are rock solid. That's why everywhere you look, there's a sign popping up saying sold by McGain again. And why? They're true to their word. Who says? You do. The people of Adelaide. That's why you've made them the fastest growing real estate group in SA. Sold by McGain. Again. Beep, beep. It's Barry. Barry Bowen from Budget. On my way to the beautiful Barossa, but not in my old bomb. I'm doing it in style in a budget rental car. Brilliant range, from the best model sedans and wagons to four-wheel drives, even buses you can drive on a car licence. Doesn't matter where you're going or how long you need it. Believe Barry, that's me. Budget truck and car rental are brilliant. Call 13 27 27. Brilliant. Wow, it's the Sewing, Stitching and Handcraft Show with hundreds of new products from local and interstate suppliers. Plus the Festival of Quilts. It's all at the Adelaide Showground this Friday to Sunday. KJEX.com.au The Freedom Now or Never clearance has just been extended till Sunday. So it's definitely your last chance to get up to 50% off end-of-range furniture, bedroom and homewares. Hurry into Freedom. You've only got till Sunday. So it's now or never. Your caravan is a huge investment, so when you get a little close to a tree branch or veranda, it cuts deep. But did you know your insurance should cover that? And Walker Crash Caravan Repairs will fix it fast, first time. Walker Crash Caravan Repairs deliver five-star caravan repairs and five-star service with trade-qualified technicians that know accident repairs inside and out. Fix your pride and joy fast with Walker Crash Caravan Repairs, your RAA-approved crash repairer. If you've been suffering from hip or knee problems, request a referral to the Adelaide Hip and Knee Centre. Our dedication to management of hip and knee disorders and use of the most up-to-date technology allows us to provide you with the highest level of personalised care. Located at the Burnside War Memorial Hospital, we provide a quick response to all patient referrals. Consult your GP and request a referral to the Adelaide Hip and Knee Centre. Visit ahkc.com.au. Cancer never rests, and for that reason, neither do we. Right now, our SunSmart program is helping protect and educate a generation of little Aussies. Our 131120 nurses are giving one-on-one phone support to people affected by cancer. And the funds you raise help our world-class researchers unlock more answers. And tomorrow, with your help, we'll start again. Cancer Council. Every minute, every hour, every day. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Alan Hickey. 
Welcome back. It's nine minutes away from two o'clock. Don't forget, after two o'clock, Dr Derek McNair will be here to take your calls about all of your pet issues. We've got uh, in the studio with us at the moment, at the moment uh, Farron Foster from uh, City Standard, uh, Joshua Fanning, who's the publisher of a local magazine called City Mag. I'm sure you've heard of that. And Charlotte Chambers is the founder of print and online magazine called Kiddo. And we're basically discussing a very, very interesting uh, uh, fact that uh, we probably have more of these types of magazines floating around the Adelaide uh, environment than a lot of the other bigger capital cities in uh, in Australia. Again, it makes South Australia unique, doesn't it? And uh, it's something we're very proud of. Faye has called in from Windsor Gardens. Hello, Faye. Good afternoon to the both of you. Um, I'd like to back up the last co- the last lady with her comments because um, she, she mentioned about uh, colour contrast, yeah. and this is what what I'm more um, in with because um, when you have a vision impairment, and I know I'm not alone when I say this, because you know, because if it's an online thing, you need to have you need to have colour contrast. You know, you don't yeah. just put mm. two light colours together anymore you put two dark colours together, even Mm. grey and black, you know, for example, you've got to have um, two... you know, one one of each, one type of thing. And yep. when I'm using something, I sort of try to stick to the black and white. I mean, you can, say, use yellow and black, for example, or you can use red and white. We won't go into our North, my football team, but, yeah, you know, just... <laughs> no, we that. won't, Faye. No, we'll, we'll leave that. That's a really good point, Faye, but I think we've got some, uh, some good news for you. Charlotte, for example, with your magazine, uh, Kiddo, um, if you don't like what you see actually on the paper, you can go online. Yeah, so we um, we do our best to convert most of the um, print publication to online and digital pieces. Um, so there are, I suppose, a lot more opportunities and options for um, visibility and readability mm. online as well. Mm. So um, as well as, you know, extra content that's not in the magazine. So it's always good to kind of keep your eye on, on yeah, the website. Yeah. Well. And Farron, I guess with you, uh, your, your city standard, you can always zoom into your print and so forth, can't Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the the great things that has come with digital media is that ability for um, people to use their devices to make it more accessible for them to read whatever's being published in City Standard. It's definitely hmm. uh, you can you can get it in as close as you want there, and we're we're always trying to um, do our text pretty pretty clearly. Good. This one's uh, for all of you. Caller Jane has uh, called in off air. She wasn't able to, to chat to us directly. She says says what does the panel think of the media journal journal opportunities for children with autism? Um, it's a really question. It is a very specific well, question, but it is an issue, isn't it? It's interesting I mean, as well. The autism scale is becoming more and more compen- uh, common. Absolutely, but I think, um, I mean, media journal opportunities for anyone are mm. pretty limited uh, in 2018. Um, but of course, I think there should be support for uh, people with, you know, all kinds of needs to to get into the field. And that's um, probably, yeah. I mean, with this such a specific um, scenario, that. The, the world's your oyster. I'm sure there are autistic journalists and mm. media brands out there. I think, you know, we're all very committed to being local um, and exploring local stories in that sense, but certainly nothing's to stop someone um, with talent going worldwide, you know, getting on YouTube, um, changing what the natural expectation is of mm. media and, and a journalistic mm. opportunity. So I think the future will be a lot about making your own opportunities. Us three have all made our own opportunities, and I think really that's the example, is if you want it, then maybe you've got to start it. And mm. if mm. it doesn't work, uh, even after a year, 
having started something, that'll be recognised by other media businesses and they'll look to hire you because you've got something extra, yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah, get up and go. Yeah, you've got a track record. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, we're down to a one, and we have been for quite some time, we're down to a one newspaper a town, um, uh, which is not uncommon these days. The fact, the sheer fact that you guys are being so successful with the area that you're uh, exploring, um, it, does the future look good for you? You're confident? You have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeez, you should have seen the looks I got around the room then. You know, what are you saying, Ellen? <laughs> have you talked to people in the yeah. independent media before, Ellen? <laughs> um, I worked for the Independent Weekly back when it yeah. was the second paper in the one paper town. Um, and when that morphed into in daily, I think um, it was a it was a sad day that the the print. Mm. Second option was, wasn't yeah. there, but mm. in daily has gone from strength to strength since that time and has become a really good uh, second option. So I guess um, seeing that and also seeing other examples like Charlotte and Kiddo, mm. uh, and there's a good camaraderie in the independent media scene. So I think we, we keep each other confident. Yeah, I think that's the, the big thing about the one newspaper town is that they kind of pretend we don't exist, mm. but we all get along really well. <laughs> And yep. I think we have to. And I think that's really a different attitude for our Josh, ladies. safety in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, collaboration and and talking about print in a really generous way and, you know, always talking about print as the medium and, and how it itself has value, not just the journalism, not the design, not the photos, but all of these things and, and how they live together. And you're all presenting an opportunity for all of us to have another voice. Mm. That's, think, that's what we've got to keep on yeah. keep on bearing in mind, don't we? And Adelaide's really good at supporting, you know, the the little thing that's emerging and sprouting. So I think that we've all in in our different endeavours really benefited from the community like swinging in behind us and, mm. and being a supportive mm. place. Yeah, fantastic! Congratulations, well done to all of you. Uh, that's uh, Joshua Fanning, who's uh, the publisher of uh, City Mag, um, Farron Foster who's uh, with uh, City Standard, and uh, Charlotte Chambers, the founder of the print and online magazine, uh, Kiddo. All great publications and uh, all ones we should be very, very proud of here in South Australia. Well done. Thank Keep you. up the fight, guys. Cheers. Right. Thanks for having us. Good on you. Okay, stay with us. Dr Derek uh, 